Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hey, beautiful recovery people. How are you? This is Angie Reno. And yeah, welcome to the episode about anger. So uh, attend a couple meetings and um, I also do family therapy and I do personal therapy. And in between then, I work for a living. So yeah, sometimes it feels like, it feels like I'm doing a lot of work. And then other times it feels like I'm not advancing forward, like I'm not progressing forward. And, um, I got a good reminder this past week that I, that I am, that I am advancing forward because something happened and I didn't get angry. But something also happened in another situation where I was reminded about how angry I used to get. And so I, I wanted to, I wanted to get into the concept of anger. At a high level, it most definitely can be described as fight or flight. And a lot of people get caught up into the fight area of a reactive nature and they want to dig their heels in and and be right. I want to fight for my right. And yeah, I'm not going to, I am, am from the Beastie Boys era, but I'm not going to fight for my right to party. Um, and so as they're experiencing this activation and they're getting angry, a lot is going on inside emotionally. And what I've realized in the last couple of weeks is I have done enough work where things that used to trigger me don't, not as easily at least. And as I'm experiencing something, a lot of times I'm saying, okay, well, (laughs) what's going to happen next, which is perfectly normal having experienced chaos. And do I think I can control it? So I'm sitting there saying, okay, I don't like this situation for whatever reason. My mind's already going towards what's going to happen next. But with the step work, what my mind is also doing immediately after that is asking myself, what can I control? And what I find, especially working through the 12 step program and getting into therapy is there's less and less that I think that I can control. Now, some of you might say, well, well, that kind of sounds frightening. And, you know, a couple of years ago, if you had said to me, yeah, Angie, there's, you pretty much can't control anything. I would have gone into a tailspin. Well, yeah, I can. I can control like when I wake up and I can control this. And, and I would have argued, aka, fought for my right to be heard and uh, demonstrate that I have a lot of knowledge about what I can control. And a year later, I realized that what does it matter? You know, if somebody is in front of me, like this happened this week, and they are causing me to experience something that I really didn't want to, I didn't really sign up for, but for some reason I'm experiencing it, where can I, where can I control the situation? Well, I can control myself and I can do that. I can go through my step work. I can say, Hey, can I change this? And a lot of times I simply can't. A lot of times we are in situations that we do not plan for. So I want to dig into what is the definition of anger? According to psychology today, anger is one of the basic human emotions as elemental as happiness, sadness, anxiety, or disgust. 
These emotions are tied to basic survival and were honed over the course of human history. Fight, flight, or freeze. Response of the sympathetic nervous system. A great Huberman Lab podcast to understand the sympathetic nervous system, I'll put the link in my show notes, is one where Andrew Huberman goes into whole neuroscience of, of, of reacting, what's being triggered inside the brain and the emotions. And it really does come down to survival. And there's a lot of talk right now about social media and the harm that it does especially to our, our children, in that the emotions that are being stimulated through social media are in a situation where they can't physically react a lot of times. So a child may be reading a social media post and is getting angry, and especially if like if there's a situation where somebody is bullying a child via social media or posting something that that child doesn't want to be posted. Now, in the adult world, we all know that this happens all the time. And social media is a hotbed of division. It's a it's been studied that there are actually algorithms in some social media platforms that stimulate emotion and and the primary emotions that they're stimulating is anger. So as I'm going through this step work (laughs) and I'm being exposed to social media posts that might anger me, and they that part is cool too, because I've got to be honest, I am less reactive to social media posts than I was even, you know, a year ago, because I realize how detrimental it is to me physically, how bad it is for my health. So I'm really, really conscious about self-regulation. That being said, I did start thinking about, you know, do kids get angry? And the more that I'm hearing personally is that when kids get to the point of anger, it's really a result of internalizing pain and thus the adverse childhood experience. The ACEs, which I went over in episode one, comes into play because the child is processing whatever chaos, whatever dysfunction is going on in a marital marital breakdown, that that does become an inverse childhood experience. And it is interesting how one child can perhaps become angry and another child can internalize the frustration, the sadness of seeing a situation not function properly. Kids do know what feels good to them. They do know what feels like love they do know what feels like support. And uh, I always go back to Gabor Mate when he describes the the perfect family environment, which consists of aunts and uncles and relatives that are around the core family unit of mom and dad and children, because there is so much pressure in the times that we live in. And so many of us do not live near our our whole family. That pressure is sometimes carried by just the mom and dad. There's a great podcast that I'll put a link into the show notes where Gabor Mate does describe how that family environment, the the entire family, the aunts and the uncles and the cousins can provide a, a great source of love if the core family unit are the mom and dad are experiencing challenges 
And uh, it's it just, he, he does a much better job going into it than I can right now. So as we experience anger and frustration, the methodologies to counter that are very crucial at the parent level. And sometimes this gets hard. Sometimes we were raised, our family of origin, which I went into the previous episode, episode 20, sometimes we were raised in environments where it was just yelling and screaming and it was chaotic and, hey, that's just how the family was, you know? What's different about it today in 2022 is research is showing that if we cannot prepare our kids to express their feelings as they feel them, not as we perceive them to feel, that we're setting them up for not understanding their own feelings. So to get angry, it's going to happen, most definitely. But to sit down and talk to your child about what they're experiencing, how that anger or how that blow up between, I don't know, their friends, maybe their siblings or what they saw mom and dad go through, just trying to get into that, okay, this isn't the perfect situation, but how did you feel and what do you think should be done? Just being quiet and listening and letting them process that emotion, that's called giving them space. And it's also called containing that emotion. It's not telling the child what to do or how to feel or your spouse how to feel. So expressing anger, work at it to the point of where it's a healthy anger. I'm not the one to clarify that. You can do that with a licensed therapist and knowing that you're going to get frustrated with situations. Absolutely. 100%. You're human. Getting to the point of feeling when your anger is coming up inside you, feeling that emotion, that's called self-awareness. And then getting to the point where you can start breathing doing some breathing exercises and and getting in touch with your emotion and maybe trying to calm yourself down. That's self-regulation. That's the goal. The other point about anger that I did want to mention, and I've got uh, probably about seven links to this point that'll be in the show notes to help you walk through this. All this stuff is free information too. When a lot of kids that are challenged with substance use disorders have reported not feeling heard, feeling very frustrated by not being seen. And uh, yeah, that's is worthy of a full discussion, a full episode. But just imagine in your own self when you don't feel heard or you don't feel seen and you get frustrated because the person that you're trying to communicate with is just simply not listening or they're not seeing you or they're not understanding you. And that basic emotion, that fight or flight, that's where our whole system is going to. And it's funny if you dig into that, you know, the concept of not being heard, and then we go to the basic emotion of anger, you can really understand why some of this social media gets so divisive because people are actually yelling over a platform where you simply can't hear each other. You can't listen to each other. And I know I shouldn't laugh because it really is divisive right now. But yeah, I mean, social media is a platform where you just talk uh, to somebody 
or you listen to somebody, there's not an exchanging of ideas. And a lot of times when you get into an angry situation, it is people yelling at each other. It's not an exchange of, of listening to each other's emotions, of being heard. It's not a platform where we can contain another person's heartfelt emotion, a heartfelt statement. So yeah, it kind of gets into the crux of why we're in such a, a pickle right now on a lot of different levels. So I'll keep it simple and just go back to, because I am a parent and this is a parent focused podcast, is there's a great opportunity, even when your kids are young and when they get angry, just ask them why, why are you so mad? And then listen. And uh, nine times out of 10, you being there to listen and to hold that anger for them is so wonderful. It gives them an opportunity to feel heard. It gives them an opportunity to tell their parent why they're frustrated and why they're mad. So yeah, I'm actually learning how to do that now. And, you know, I, I could do the proverbial, I wish I'd known this sooner. What a great time to start doing it now to improve my ability to listen to them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Teach me, teach me. So I have tons of free stuff for you in the episode show notes. Yes, it's free. I'm going to make sure of it. And I will not be broadcasting an episode next week because it's spring break here. I'll be going away for a couple of days. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to some downtime with my kiddos and just chilling and not expecting anything and hopefully not getting angry over anything. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with that. Please be good to yourself. Please give yourself some grace as we are all in recovery. We're all learning new things every single day, every day. And uh, if you need anything, as far as mental health, go to a licensed therapist, get some licensed therapy help and try to check out a 12-step program near you. That's all I'm going to leave you with. Check out my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. And I will talk to you later. 